0: Twenty states have gotten together and filed a lawsuit against President Trump saying it's time to end Obamacare. Obamacare is now illegal. I'll explain what that's all about coming up. Adam Schiff, Congressman Adam Schiff, Democrat, has been interviewed on TV 267 times since President Trump took office. Just over a year. 267 TV television interviews for Adam Schiff and he's using, he's the leader of the Russia collusion scandal. He's the leader of the attacks against President Trump for the bogus gate Russia collusion scandal. Adam Schiff is using it. He seized on this. He's using this to gain publicity. I never heard, most people had never heard of Adam Schiff before President Trump was elected, but now he's made a name for himself. He's the up-and-coming rising star, if you will, of the Democrat Party, and and he's using the whole thing is just a game for him to to gain publicity and become the next leader. And it's working because there are a lot of radical contingency. He's in California. So his supporters, they don't care that Russia collusion is a non-story, that the whole thing, they don't care about the fact that he's dividing the country, that he's hurting the country, that he's feeding people with a bunch of lies. For him, all this is about is just gaining publicity and notoriety and taking over for Nancy Pelosi. And that's exactly what's happening. Uh, all right, uh, Papa John's is a apparently a pizza franchise, and they were the official franchise of the NFL, of the football, National Football League, and they have now removed themselves. They have either severed ties or removed themselves as being the official pizza company of the NFL, and the reason that's important here is they've done it because it actually hurt their sales to be associated with. Uh, with football because of all these athletes taking a knee protesting against the national anthem. And, you know, last year their sales were already suffering. And one of the executives of this uh, pizza company said, Our sales are suffering because all these NFL players are refusing to stand for the national anthem. He got in hot water. He had to retract. He had to apologize because he was. Considered a racist for saying that these players, amazing, you know, they do something outrageous. We criticize them not because of their race, but because of the disgusting, disgraceful statement they're making. And then we're racist. Then they attack you as being racist. It's like it's mind-boggling. So he had to backtrack those comments. But now they've, you know, cut their contract or at least limited their contract with the NFL. As a result of this, in the NFL, they just look and look so bad. They look so bad. Just, just, why are you so afraid to call out your players and 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 say that, regardless of race, it doesn't matter if they're white, black? yellow or orange, it's inappropriate to show disrespect for the national anthem. And if you work for this is not freedom of speech. If you work for the football team, then you have to abide by the football team's rule. But everybody's so scared, so politically correct, so afraid to be labeled a racist that people can literally just walk all over the flag, just 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 make these very, very public statements that betray their country, frankly, uh, and the football owners are too afraid to do anything about it. They're suffering. The ratings have been suffering. Attendance has suffered. This is really, really just a, a, a major blemish for them, and it should be. Okay, uh, let me explain this lawsuit. This is amazing. Uh, as we know, uh, the Trump tax plan, one of the things that it did is it, it gets rid of the Obamacare individual mandate. The individual mandate says that if you aren't covered by health insurance— uh, then uh, you have to pay a penalty. Now, the Supreme Court, the problem is that's unconstitutional. Many believe, I believe, that's unconstitutional to force somebody to have health insurance or to pay a penalty. The Supreme Court, in the close 5-4 to four ruling, of course, Chief Justice Roberts ruled that it uh, is, in fact, legal, it is constitutional to force people to have health insurance, but he said it's because it's a tax. In other words, he said you can't actually force anybody to have uh, health insurance, but you can say if you don't have health insurance, then we're going to tax you. It's a tax for not having health insurance. That is the logic of uh, why Obamacare is constitutional. Well, here's where it gets fascinating. In the Trump tax cut, uh, the, uh, President Trump, they, as, as we said, they repealed the part about uh, forcing people to pay, about charging people a penalty for not having health insurance, right? So now, at this point, Obamacare no longer has that legality of being constitutional because it's considered a tax because they got rid of the tax. So these states are, this is brilliant, these states are arguing. Now, a lot of Obamacare is still in place. Technically, there is there is still a mandate, believe it or not. Just there's a mandate without the tax, without the penalty. And of course, all the other aspects of Obamacare, the taxes and uh, you know the, the healthcare, the, the, the exchanges where people can get healthcare, different marketplaces. So, These states, 20 red states, are saying the entire Obamacare should now be unconstitutional because it was only constitutional to begin with because it was considered a tax because of this penalty. If you get rid of the penalty, now you have no mandate. If you have no mandate, then that's really the guts of Obamacare. Many people have said it's the guts of Obamacare. So that's their kind of ingenious twist and argument on this is that if you get rid of the tax, and the tax was the whole thing that made it legal to begin with, now you just made Obamacare illegal. So then we've got to get rid of the whole Obamacare. So they're suing, ironically, President Trump, because who are they going to sue? The Republicans are in charge. They've got to sue the federal government. President Trump would be more than happy uh, for for the courts to rule that Obamacare is, in fact, illegal and unconstitutional. And I don't know if this is what they had in mind. Maybe when the Republicans repealed the mandate, uh, maybe this is Part of what they had in mind, maybe they anticipated this. Now, it's a long shot, I think, because they'll probably rule that other parts of Obamacare are still legal, but it's going to be fascinating to see how this all unfolds. Uh, The Heritage Foundation, we told you about this, but they have listed a number of specifics. They say 64%. They have a list of like 300-something goals that they wanted President Trump to achieve, conservative goals, is the Heritage Foundation. And they really began under President Ronald Reagan. And we told you that they've assessed that President Trump has done more for conservative values than President Reagan did in his first year. Now, 64% of Trump's conservative agenda has already been accomplished in, in year one. And they actually list a bunch of specifics. I'm just going to give you a few of them. Illegal border crossing is way, way down. President Trump has enforced illegal border crossing big time. It's down 60 or 70% from the Obama years. President Trump announced that he's pulling out of UNESCO, which is that bogus division of the, the uh, UN, which is basically just all about bashing Israel and declaring Palestinian uh, sites, various pa- Palestinian areas, to be uh, historical landmarks that, that, that give the Palestinians a right to exist. Uh, he's, he's increased military funding, his budget, by $54 billion already. He has done heavy, heavy deregulation, uh, getting rid of a lot of uh, environmental restrictions on companies and a lot of other, you know, strict regulations that forced banks not to lend money and that hampered companies' ability to grow. uh, That that Obama that Obama placed on these companies uh, for environmental reasons and others, and because Democrats just like controlling companies and squeezing them and uh, forcing them to suffer. Uh, The climate accord, he pulled out of the Paris climate accord, and President Trump has shrunk a lot of national monuments and uh, a lot of federal land that he's that he's actually given back to private citizens saying we don't need all this land it's just costing us money he's increased offshore drilling and and of course president trump has announced the embassy move that's in addition to the the tax cuts and to repealing the individual mandate of obamacare uh so it's and many other things now most of these things are under the radar of The media, you know, the mainstream media doesn't report these things, doesn't notice these things. I guess they figure it doesn't get the kind of headlines that Russia collusion stories get. Um, So that's a good thing. You know, they're so busy with President Trump's tweets about the NFL and about Charlestown and whatever other nonsense they're busy uh, focusing on and reporting about that they ignore so many uh, of President Trump's real achievements and the real things that make him... Such uh, such an accomplished president and good. Let them keep ignoring it. Let him keep distracting them with these smoke screens. It's fine with me. Now, another story the mainstream media seems to be ignoring is a judge has rejected a lawsuit seeking to stop the border wall. Uh, a California's attorney general filed a lawsuit trying to stop President Trump from building a wall, and the judge has ruled that that the, it's in fact legal for President Trump to build the wall. They had some kind of environmental reason. They came up with some kind of nonsense, some ridiculous nonsense. This was a judge who had Mexican heritage. President Trump had once bashed this judge. So I guess they were hoping, they were kind of giving him some bogus reason, hoping that he would just rule anything he could to do to stop the border wall from being built. But he in fact ruled that it is Legal. Now here's where it gets really interesting. Here's the quote from this Attorney General Javier Becerra: "Quote: A medieval wall along the U.S.-Mexico border simply does not belong in the 21st century." Okay, so his problem is that it's medieval. He doesn't like walls. Walls are so like old school. Does he have walls surrounding his front and backyard? Does he have walls on his house? Is is his house just one open area, like with no with no walls around it? Walls are medieval. You know, I'm fine with like an electrified fence. I'm fine if you want to have one of those lasers that zap people across the border it doesn't have to be a medieval wall but it shows you folks here we're trying to protect our border. it's so medieval evil of you to protect our border this is really the california mentality is they're just such lunatics over there these are the people who believe in universal basic income and believe that you should help the environment even if it causes wildfires they're, they're nuts so a medieval wall does not belong in the 21st century in other words we can't protect our border 21st century open borders let everybody come through. It doesn't matter. You just have to protect the world and uh, let them into our country. They're going to take our jobs. They're going to join gangs. They're going to do drugs. They're going to take our food stamps and our welfare programs, Medicaid. We don't care. Let them in. How can you have a wall? Like What are you living in, the dark ages? Now, another interesting thing is uh, Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto has postponed plans to visit the White House. He hasn't visited the White House. He had the Mexican president, and he and Trump have had some friction. They've been at odds with each other. Well, there was a phone call, and the Mexican president insisted that President Trump agree to publicly affirm that Mexico would not fund the wall. In other words, Mexican president is, has been annoyed that Trump said that Mexico would fund the wall. I know, I know. They're probably not going to pay for the wall. I get it. All right. He said it. President Trump's a showman and I'm not going to defend it. If, you have that, if that's your issue with him, then fine. I don't think it's a big deal, but I think it was a silly thing to say. Grant you that. But the Mexican president's all annoyed and he's been trying to get President Trump to say publicly, Mexico will not fund the wall. President Trump's never going to do that. He's not going to do that. That's just Not his style. So the Mexican president says, Well, I'm not coming to the White House until you do that. So there's a standoff going on over there. Somehow, I don't miss him not coming. The fact he's not coming to the White House, it doesn't bother me. Like, we're managing just fine here without the Mexican president visiting the White House. Jeff Sessions has said that he is going to investigate FISA abuses. Well, what has he been waiting for? Uh, Obama. The FBI, the DOJ, very, very highly suspicious activity with the FISA warrants. We know about the Carter page and about the Steele dossier. Well, Jeff Sessions has finally said, I'm going to investigate, see if, if Obama abused FISA and was spying on President Trump, his campaign, candidate Trump and, and, and the campaign campaign officials. And who knows what else? I mean, Obama was a control freak and he clearly used FISA for his own, you know, to advance his own personal agenda. And we know about the IRS. I mean Obama just did some severe, severe, egregious things, uh, especially when it came to using to, to you know to wielding to overusing his power as president and the, and, and the power of the federal government. So we'll keep an eye on that. Let's hope I don't know what Jeff Sessions has been waiting for. I mean, we've known about these things for months. Hope Hicks uh, top uh, aide of President Trump, she was grilled by uh, members of the House, by Congress, and she refused to talk about the transition, about the transition team after Election Day, before Inauguration Day. She refused to say anything. You know, Steve Bannon did the same thing, and the Democrats are all upset. They're all frustrated. We want her to talk. You know, she, she invokes executive privilege, and, you know, they're trying to get information out of her. I don't blame her. There's nothing forcing... Trump's uh, uh, officials to testify before Congress. You know, th- th- there's no reason they should volunteer. A lot of secret things, a lot of things that do not need to be publicized. We know about all the leaks that go on. So good for her. Now, but here's the story that nobody's telling you. The Democrats are making it sound like, how dare they? How dare Steve Bannon and Hope Hicks and other Trump officials? They keep they keep refusing to answer our questions. Executive privilege. This is just completely outrageous. That's their issue. Now, what they're not telling you is there's no subpoena here. When you're not subpoenaed, they're voluntarily testifying, so they don't have to say a word. They can literally just stay silent the entire time. They don't need executive privilege. That's only to get out of a subpoena. They're calling it executive privilege just to be nice about it, but they could just literally sit there and not say a word. They're voluntarily coming down in the first place. The Democrats don't want to subpoena them. Now, why is that? Well, partially the Republicans are in charge, so... You might need the Republican help to subpoena them, but also because Democrats know they're probably not going to get anything, so they'll look silly if they start subpoenaing White House officials. You know, but at the same time, it's just a show where they they bring them down there voluntarily, then they don't talk, which they know they're not going to talk, and then they get all mad, try to turn it into a PR stunt. That's really what's happening here. So I love it. I mean, if if, if Trump's official, White House officials and and aides and advisors of President Trump want to go down to Congress and say, "Sorry, I refuse to answer that," you know, I'm working for the president. We have a certain executive privilege. Enjoy yourselves. Good for you. Okay, and finally, the Supreme Court has ruled five to three that immigrants can be detained indefinitely. They can be detained for years without being offered bail, without being offered bond. Uh, This is uh, uh, this is incredible. This is we're talking about legal. We're not talking about illegal immigrants. Talking about immigrants who are here legally. They have permanent legal status. They are allowed to be detained indefinitely as long as officials, immigration officials, are trying to determine what to do. In other words, they want to be released so that they can go and get lost and never be discovered again. They're hard to track down. So we're talking about uh, people who are here legally, immigrants who are here legally, who committed a crime, uh, and the uh, officials are trying to figure out, well, what do we do now? They, the Supreme Court ruled 5-3 to three that, I guess, Elena Kagan recused herself and that um, they are allowed to be detained and definitely for years and years. But here's where it's amazing, folks. The lead plaintiff is a man named Alejandro Rodriguez. He's an immigrant who was, who was legally here, who was convicted of possession of a controlled substance and of joyriding. So he was detained by immigration officials for three years without a bond hearing. Again, they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Now, here's what's really fascinating. The ACLU are the ones who took up the case. The ACLU started this lawsuit under Obama. They actually sued Obama. This was done under Obama, not under Trump. That's buried in in, in the mainstream media's articles. So when you read it, you are only going to see. I think I, I I saw this in in the Hill, where you are going to make it. They're going to make it sound like the evil Trump administration wants to detain immigrants indefinitely. Well, as a matter of fact, it was Obama who did it, and it was done under his watch. It was his immigration officials. And rightfully so. I mean, this guy uh, gets into this country and then he's in possession of drugs and he's, I guess, disturbing the peace with joyriding. And look, I'm sure they they had a good reason for doing what they were doing, especially since it was Obama. Not that he ever has a good reason, but if he was detaining the guy, obviously they had a very good reason. Anyway, so President Trump, of course, continued the defense and and, and the Supreme Court ruled five to three. So that's actually a huge, a huge victory uh, for the uh, anti-immigration people. All right, that's going to, do things, do it for today. We thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time.